Chapman gave me some money, paid the bills. It's a good guy. <laughs> it's a good guy. Cool fight. Double toss. it. I said, double it, eh? And show me that you double it. Show me that you double it. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Selfish, ignorant citizens, you're gonna get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they'd like to hear? We are knee deep in a pool of stagnation. Ah, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah! yeah. Cool fight, double it. I said, double it, huh? And show me that you're double it. Show me that you're double it. I said, I double it to me, chewing them out. <laughs> They get, they get they get to eat twice today instead of just once. That, that's the double. Anyway, so Chef is okay. So window, I'll introduce you. You want me to say the philanthropy part or not? No. Okay. We'll just say producer. We're here with producer Chabo. You want me to say Chavez or just say Chabo? Say Chabo. Okay. I'll just put it as Chabo from Chabo Productions. And then we're gonna play a little game. We got a fact factor fiction section. We're gonna pull that off. This one is actually about music. Found music. <laughs> Alright, Chavez ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to Objectively Correct. I'm your boy Steven Smith. I'm here in studio with Chavo from Chavo Productions. Yep. Music producer, entrepreneur, genius, uh, recording specialist, mixing specialist. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I feel like I have it covered, but I might, I might be missing a few, a few, a few things. That would be all for now. That would be all. Jingle specialist. Jingle specialist. If you need a jingle, you could jingle it all day. This <laughs> is the jingle 100%. But guys, today we're going to be talking to Chavez about his ideas. Um, we're going to be talking about the music industry in St. Kitts. Uh, this small one, but still talking about it from the producer's perspective. Um, Chavez thinks about certain things. We're going to be talking about um, even the legal, some legal ramifications. We're going to touch on that um, and looking at the future of music from Chavez's Chabo's eyes. Guys, remember, I just want to plug this one real quick at Chavez Nubai. ChaboProductions.com. ChaboProductions.com. C H A B O Productions with an S, right? Yep. Dot Come, guys, check out his catalog. It's really, really good. Chavez, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. 100%. All right, so before we get into all of that, we have to do a fact or fiction section. I'm going to give you five statements. You're going to tell me if they're true or false. Okay, I hope I get at least one, right? I mean, Chavez is a genius. You got to give yourself a little bit more credit than that. Let's go. I know I'm not going to edit if you don't any, right? <laughs> Just don't mention it. We continue on with the show. All right, let's go. Number one, Beyonce was the first person to have her movie and album reach number one in the same week. Beyonce was the first person to have her movie and album reach number one in the same week. True or false? Uh, that's that's only it's a true. It's false. Really? Jello became the first woman to have a number one movie and album in the same week in 2001, with the simultaneous success of The Wedding Planner and her album J. Low. Oh. Yeah, she was the first one. I don't think Beyonce ever did that. Beyonce had a movie? She had a movie, but it wasn't a number one movie and a number one album. Oh, okay. In the same week. That is actually pretty pretty interesting. All right, number two. 
Kenny G broke a Guinness World Record in 1997 for playing the longest note ever recorded on a saxophone, an E-flat for 45 minutes and 47 seconds. Kenny G broke a Guinness World Record in 1997 for playing the longest note ever recorded on a saxophone, an E-flat for 45 minutes and 47 seconds. True or false? Kenny G. Kenny G. Hmm. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to go with false on that one. It's 100% true. The saxophone blowhard who already holds the title for the history's best-selling instrumentalist has set the Guinness World Record for the long-guest-held musical note. 45 minutes, 47 seconds. The stunt took place on Monday at JR. Well, the stunt, this was Monday a long time ago. Um... Yes, he taught himself the circular breathing technique that allowed him to sustain the note. Says he expected to hold the note, the E-flat, for 30 minutes, but was inspired by the crowd's cheers to continue. The previous record, there wasn't one. Oh. That's a... So out of all these saxophone players... Okay. 45 minutes and 47 seconds. 45 minutes of blowing into a saxophone. Non-stop... How? <laughs> wow. He, I mean, he had, he had a special technique, but that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. All right, number three. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Tommy Costa, and Mike Elizondo wrote and recorded The Real Slim Shady just three hours before his album was due. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Tommy Costa, and Mike Elizondo wrote and recorded The, the Real Slim Shady just three hours before his album was, re, was due. True or false? I mean... I would think that is true because I know that stuff could happen. It's absolutely true. Yeah. The first single was intended to be Who Knew, but they produced that track just before they they submitted the album. That's crazy. Three hours. Yeah. Three hours. I mean, Kanye West does it. (laughs) Three hours? I mean, he's mixing a song before the album is due. (laughs) The song ain't finished mix yet, but the album due the next day or something. I guess maybe they like the thrill of it. I right, but see, you get one right. Number, number four, Michael Jackson nearly bought Marvel just so he could star in his own Spider-Man movie. Michael Jackson nearly bought Marvel just so he could star in his own Spider-Man movie. True or false? Michael Jackson. Michael hmm. Jackson. I mean, he was a child at heart, so... Wow. I'm going to try with false on that one. It's true. Really? Yeah, he nearly bought Marvel just so he could put on the Spider-Man costume and produce his own Spider-Man movie. That's weird. That's that is a little strange. But then again, <coughs> okay. I don't know. All right, last one, number five. Only 5% of hip-hop debts are homicides. Only 5% of hip-hop debts are homicide. True or false? Hip-hop? Hip-hop, yeah. I guess deaths of hip hop artists. I think that makes more sense. Only five percent of hip hop deaths are homicides. True or false? Five percent. Yeah, five percent. Um. Dum 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 dum. Cheese on bread. That's a hard one. Cause it's either drugs or homicide. <sighs> Only five percent of hip hop deaths are homicides. True or false? False. It's false. It's actually 51.5% of hip-hop deaths are homicides. Wow. 
of deaths for hip hop musicians are homicide. Wow. 51 point what the what is going on man? That's one in two. Wow. That is That is a that is a lot. That is ridiculous. Like for every hip hop artist you see they're more likely to die because these guys from getting these, shot. Most of these guys are street guys, they're gangsters. So and hip hop is a a way for them to get rich, to get out of the slums, get out of the ghetto. Dude, that you know this this actually like when I was researching it, they could draw me back in my seat. Like yeah. metal, hard metal or hard rock, mm. the percentage of them that die from suicides is nineteen percent. Nineteen, okay. And that's pretty high. Like gospel artists is zero point nine percent die from suicide right but i'm just saying like 51 percent one in two hip-hop artists will die by the gun yeah most of them hip coming I mean, hip-hop was born in the ghetto basically in the streets so a it's, lot of these guys are just either drug dealers gangsters yeah that is crazy at your at your at your particular junction like is it that music is full-time for you not yet. No. It's not full time. Well, what stops that from happening? Um, it's not exactly sustainable here. Mm. Uh, can't exactly make ends meet, you know. So I have to get a, what do you say, a nine to five? A nine to five regular job? Yeah. But does that, do you feel like that limits weird? Because, I mean, but it's difficult. Because if, if you're saying, you're saying that, all the equipment that you have and all the stuff that you've garnered, you, 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 you basically, you've made that investment, but is there a return for you for that investment that you've made up to this point? Like, is it that the music itself has made back at least the, to recoup that investment for you? Yeah, or? it's been making, um, <coughs> I've been getting back the money from the investment mm-hmm. through music. Um, it's coming slowly, but surely. So... I'm not complaining. Oh, you're not? Okay, okay. No. So in that situation, or oh, you, you put uh, $100,000 into this and you've gotten $1,000 back and now you're, you're kind of... Because the thing is, I always wonder, like, where does the, the, the investment come from? Like, what do you do? Like, is it that you only target artists? Or is it that you're going after businesses? Like, what is your, what, what is, what is, what is your strategy for, like, making it as a business work for you? Uh... I tend to work with the artists that I know for sure will pay. Mm. Mm. It's like, let me see, it's like a businessman. He, you know, he has all these investments. Mm. He's not going to just go and just work with any and anybody. Mm. And then he makes no return, zero return. Because mm. I'm way past the whole thing about doing it for the love. Do it for the love, Shabbos. What do you mean? You ain't doing it for the love. Uh, in the Shabbos, beginning, you can't was, give up everything for the love. In the beginning, I was, but when I realized how expensive this thing is, I was like, uh-uh. Shabbos, I'm shocked. How could you say that? How could you sit and say that you're not doing it for the love of the music? I mean, I love what I do. I love mm-hmm. doing it. But in terms of people coming to me and basically want a free ride right mm-hmm. i was like i would i would be like i couldn't tell those manufacturers in the u.s 
I need a free send, mic. Send me a mic for free. I got to pay them, and I can't pay them. I can't make a down payment. I got to pay them in full. That's a good point. I, I, you know, it's funny because I think, like, maybe the way that you, you see it is probably the way I see it. I, I remember one of the most disrespectful things anybody ever said to me was one time, I remember a company, I'm not going to call a name just because I don't want to be in the legal trouble. Um, but they came here to do some stuff for music festival. Mm-hmm. And they reached out. I was working for another company at the time. And they reached out to us and they said, um, we need some production help to do some stuff here on the island. Not concerning the music festival, but just because they're here. They wanted to go around the island and do like pick up pieces and like do little spots. Mm-hmm. And when we asked them like, you know, so what's the budget for this? They looked at us and said, what budget? We do this. It's all for the love. It's all for the love. We have to, we have to be here for the love. We, we, what do you mean? We're Caribbean. We are Caribbean people here, <laughs> and I'm like Caribbean people. Yes, that's true. But what love? I have enough love in my life. I think my mother and father love me enough. I feel like, you know, who I with now love me enough. Me and probably I got friends. I think I got enough love there. I told you that at the beginning. Or? They said it at the beginning. We oh, didn't okay. do anything with them because again, we just wa- we wanted to know. Again, foresight is like. Look, we need to know what is it we're getting into because you're asking for... They were asking for a lot. They needed three days' worth of production. Mm. And then we're talking like six o'clock in the morning till like six o'clock in the night. Yes. And then they would turn over and do some stuff for for Music Fest, I guess, in the night, in the evening. Because that, mm. that was just one team. They had another team. From six to six, 12 hours a day for three days. For the love. And what gets me is that there were people who went with them. Uh-huh. And I'm like, for the love? You ain't even live here. Like, I, I would understand, like, sometimes you gotta choose, like, like, for me, you, you have to choose, like, your charity very wisely. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're gonna do something that helps somebody, somebody may come to you and say, look, Chavez, we're doing something for the little children at the school. We just need A, B, and not C. And you'll be like, ah, if you could do it quick, maybe, 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 if you could do it quick. But then you're choosing, you're like, maybe, no, I'm not, I don't have the time for that. Oh, yes, I could do it. But, like, that's somebody who lives here. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, super good. I don't know how you feel. Tell me how you feel about this, but I don't know. How do you feel about, like, doing charity for, like, people who don't live here? Ah. <coughs> uh. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I would do it. No, I, don't, I wouldn't do it. I would quicker do it for somebody that lives here and I know them and I know their intentions and I know what they're about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But somebody that doesn't live here and, I mean... Why? <laughs> I don't know why. And it sounds bad, eh? but these are questions that, like, you kind of got to face in yourself out there because sometimes people come to you and again, they don't. They might not live here. They might be coming to you to do something, you know, because they hear that you have a good reputation. Mm. And then they come and they're like, they're like, yeah, money. It's like, yeah, money. So how you come here? How you come? How you come in here? Like how you get here without money? Tell me a plane you came on that gives you a ride for free. <laughs> Tell me. And the thing is, you know what what happens? People like I think I don't know. You you probably met. I had to deal with more human beings. Than I have, 
Probably. Yes. And a lot of different types, different mental states, different intentions. Yeah. Um, a people, right? Mm-hmm. Than me. Maybe. More likely than not. Yeah, um, probably. Because yeah, people see music as a way to get rich. I, 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 that's what they see. It's like I, once I get a hit, I'm going to be instantaneously rich. I don't think that's necessarily true, but then again, you could speak on that too. But what I'm saying is, like, when you have to deal with, like, that much people and you're dealing with, like, different personalities and so you kind of tend to see a trend and a pattern of who coming to, like, swindle you. Yep. Like, you could tell a swindler. <laughs> you know? Like, 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 and maybe this is a piece of advice for people who, like, who are listening who probably, like, have small businesses. Like, anybody who refuses to talk to you about remuneration, like, if you bring up the topic of money or any, whatever reward or whatever transactional um reward that you want if mm-hmm. every time you talk about it it's like man we could talk about that another time i am sorry <laughs> that is a swindler anybody gonna tell you like i need you to do the work today and i'm gonna pay you tomorrow swindler they might not maybe they're not bad i'm not saying they're bad people i don't know what kind of people they are but all i know is on a business level that's not how it works you don't go to amazon and say well send me the product Nope. And then eventually, I will send you the money. That's like a loan. <laughs> wow. I wonder which company you could get that done with. The thing is, it's like, a, it's like credit. That's like credit. You know, one time, I, I remember Pastor saying, like, he, he, he was like, listen, one of the episodes we are talking about, it's a, very, a very similar thing. But he was like, a lot of bigger companies try to make smaller companies into credit companies. Like, we owe you money and we're going to just be paying you for the next three years. Smaller companies don't work like that. Uh-uh. Like, without cash flow, a smaller company will just die. Like, if you have, uh, if you're expecting to make whatever amount, say you're expecting to make $20 and your bill's coming up $20 and the person don't pay you $20, you're in a spot. Yeah, you're in a spot. You either got to go out and hustle and try to bring in that $20 somewhere, somehow. Or you just fold. I'll, I'll let your girlfriend work for you. But I'm just saying, what I'm saying, that's, that's a joke. But I'm just saying, like, it, it just, it's just a really uncomfortable position. And I could imagine with the amount of traffic that could be coming through. Because, again, like, I don't, know, I don't know what you think about this, but, like, like people would look at, like, big artists. Mm-hmm. Um... Like they say, okay, I could be the next Ariana Grande. I could be the next Vibes. Well, Vibes Carter is a difficult one to say. I could be like, uh, I, I don't know. Give me a big artist. I could be the next Kess. Kess, Marshall, Montana, Bungie Garden. Bungie Garden. I could be the next soccer champion. Like, I could be the next yeah. big thing. All I need is a beat and a recording. I'm going to hit up Chabo. Chabo seemed like a nice guy. See, talented. Let's just... Let's see if we could make this work. Uh-huh. And they run into you and they're thinking like, all I need is this big neck song. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> like, let, let me ask you, like, have you, do you get that a lot? Is it that, that is that, is it that kind of attitude people approach you with or they approach you, me or my mm, No, they don't approach me in that, in that way. I think most of the people that approach me, <coughs> I think they know there is some a lot of hard work behind it. Um, I don't get that vibes that they expect to become a star overnight. 
uh, I mean, a lot of these stars are uh, success stories that we hear that happens overnight. We don't hear about the 10 years prior to that of work that they've been putting in. So, no, I don't get that, that, that vibes. Do you, do you think, like, over time, like, has, has the music, how has the music been for you? Is it the music getting better in St. Kitts? Is it, are the artists getting more mature? What, like, what is, you, what is it that you're seeing? Because, I mean, you're, at the front, you're on the front lines. The quality of the music has gotten a lot better. The creativity, um, there's a lot more artists, a lot more people being heard now thanks to social media and the easy availability of um, certain equipment and software. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot different to when I started out. Mm -hmm. I mean, back in, let's say, 2006, 2007, it was very difficult to get your song on the radio. Oh, wow, the really? song had to be a certain quality. Yeah, uh, you couldn't. They wouldn't. They, they ain't playing any anything back then. Uh -huh. But now, uh, when I tune in, you know, you know, you hear any and anything nowadays. You, you really? <laughs> to me, to me, that's my opinion. You hearing any like in terms of what the the, the quality of the recording or uh, what, 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 is, what is it like the quality of the music itself, something, the production? Yeah, something the quality of the production. Sometimes it's uh, the way the artists sound. Mm -hmm. so, you know, some of the artists them they be trying to sing, and they're not really killing so, it. They're not. They're not. Are they killing it? <laughs> 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 they're, not, they're not killing it. Are they really killing it? Yeah. Uh -huh. So I was like, okay, I guess you know they don't prove the music anymore. Cause I remember I had a personal experience sending a song that I did. Mm -hmm. to ZAZ and they didn't play they didn't they told me that it wasn't good enough to go on the radio what? <laughs> yeah so I was like oh okay I, I mean I didn't really feel any, feel, feel anyway because I was you know I was trying to think mm -hmm. so I was like let me take a chance and see they gave you any direction at all did they say like why it wasn't good is it the quality of the lyrics quality of the recording quality of the production itself like what what, what did, did they give any direction at all it was um i think it was more about the quality i think it was yeah the quality and maybe the song wasn't probably up to par with um the international sounding songs at the time but we don't play you don't play any like like they say dying song weird too. Well, at the time I was like, uh, you just starting. I just starting out, you know. I didn't. I think I, I understood at the time because you know, I'm young in it. Mm. I wasn't sure what I was doing, mm. <laughs> so I said, let me take, let me take, take this to the green. Yeah, and then okay, and then it just motivated me to just get better. Mm. Yeah. So you feel like the, the, is it the, the lack of that kind of scrutiny is not pushing people to get better? Yeah. I think that's one of it. It's easy to get your song on the radio now. Nowadays. Do, I mean, putting your song on the radio, does it have the same appeal? I mean, is not, it... Not to me. Not now. I mean, 
for one. Mm-hmm. There's no royalties being collected. Wow. And two, it's almost like you release the song today, the play, the DJ plays it for maybe a week and then no more plays. It falls off the playlist. <laughs> that's what. That's what I, I. That's how I see it. It doesn't stay. It doesn't stick around for long. And um, I mean, when you when you turn on the radio in the mornings, there's a lot of foreign music playing. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear a lot of local music. So it's like I could go on YouTube before I want to hear foreign music. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I turn on the radio, I want to hear either the news, mm-hmm. what's going on in the country, um, and maybe some music, local music. To hear what's, what, going, on. what's going on, because <laughs> I'm I'm not really that big on f- social media. I don't. I'm not an avid social media follower. Mm-hmm. So I would time to time turn on the radio to see hear what's going on, what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and the music. You know, when they go on breaks, the music I be playing is something from foreign. All foreign. Yeah, it's mostly mostly foreign. At least maybe eighty percent. So you you are looking. So when you go on the radio, you're looking for representation and not really finding it. Yeah, that's what you're saying in a nutshell. Yeah. Is is it is it because of is it because it, is our music lower quality than the foreign music? <laughs> um, I would probably. Th- well, in my opinion, we tend to do a lot of the same style of music. In terms of it's mostly reggae dance and some soca. There's no pop, R&B, mm. soul. And that's the kind of music. When I talk about the foreign music, that's the kind of music I be hearing playing most a of lot. the time. A lot of pop, R&B, Like Hot 100 kind of stuff. Yeah. You don't really, you don't, there's no artist here that's really doing that kind of music. And it's, it's kind of disappointing to me. Because... Mm. For some reason, I feel that kind of music could open a lot of doors for them. Because, I mean, not it's not every event engagement hotel wants to be playing dance on. Yeah, because it's not it's not for the demo, for the demographic for that the, they're trying to reach. Yeah, for the tour, the guests and so on, they, they might not be as appealing to them. Yeah. For you know them upscale type of events, they might want something a little bit more mellow, something that's appealing on a global scale that they could relate to, that they, their guests could relate to. Mm. There's nobody here doing that kind of music. But the thing is, Chavez, we, like if you look at it, if you look at it like this, if I've known when we were growing up, we had like you know guys who produce like R&B music. Mm-hmm. Guys who do rap music. I know that we had a strong hip-hop um, community in mm-hmm. St. Kitts at one point. Yeah, at one point, yeah. Um, were they, w- was that music marketable here? Because, like, I would love to see more soul, hear more soul music from singing. I don't know you got people who could actually sing so, yeah. and do a good job. But it's like, how do they, like, become more, like, 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 how could I put it? attractive to locals because I don't know if do locals really want that kind of music I think that's the better question they want that kind of music 
on their phones yeah yeah do they want to like listen to that kind of music because i mean if like it's like saying like in america they produce r&b music all the time mm-hmm. they produce pop music all the time mm-hmm. they produce um like you know like country music and and them kind of hip hop even mm-hmm. and they produce a lot of those that type of music but in terms of what we do they don't produce that mm-hmm. so it's like if i go and say look i'm going to I'm going to make an R&B album. Like what support am I going to get because the, the people in America are already producing a lot of R&B music. Mm-hmm. If I go try to produce R&B music, who is going to buy my R&B music? Cuz definitely not the Americans because okay. they're going to be like he might sound or care but you know. Okay, here's the thing. Um teach me. I, if I'm not saying that was the same. You go down Fourth Street and ask let's say 10 people randomly mm. open their YouTube playlist or page mm. or their history. You're going to see a lot of pop and R&B mm-hmm. in, um, in their playlist or their history. Yeah. These, these youngs, these, the generations, the young generation are just music lovers in mm-hmm. general. When they're home, lying down in their bed, they're on YouTube looking up R&B, mm. R&B music, or pop. It's when they, I mean, sometimes when they are, let's say, washing, or uh, let's say they just met, maybe they had a hard day at work, mm-hmm. and they just want to relax. They're gonna listen. They are listening to R&B music. Mm. They're not listening to any hype up dance, uh, turn back way and. They just want to relax after I had days days of work. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's the kind of music they're listening to. And if we have people here doing that kind of music, they're going to be singing. Um, the lyrics going to reflect our culture, mm-hmm. what we experience here, mm-hmm. what we go through here. And those are the same people that listen to American R&B. Mm-hmm. They're going to gravitate to them because they could relate to they are singing about but artist x is saying because i mean artist x might be singing by he met this girl um over the strip everybody been to the strip mm-hmm. everybody been by vibes artists might be singing about the atmosphere at vibes and then i mean everybody could relate to that in some way or some fashion but then when you do that do you do you not limit don't you limit your the the, the export like the ability for your your music to be exported because other people might not be able to relate to what the strip is um not necessarily because um the the rap music that we hear online mm-hmm. are coming from America they sing um a lot about the strip clubs they sing about um, dirty Sprite, Codeine, and all them. You know them kind I of. I have no idea what. And those I have no idea are. what those things are. <laughs> dirty Sprite and Codeine. And the, yeah, those you know those cough medicines. You know that they. Oh, they that's what they're talking about. Yeah, those kind of you know, syrups that they're drinking. Scissor. I mean, and there's a lot of people here that listen to that kind of music and get and a high. And regurgitate it. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's interesting. That's and interesting. We, that's their culture is not our culture, but we listen to their culture a lot. Mm. So you're saying there's a complete lack of our, like, we're not capitalizing on it. No. Look at the rappers now. They are basically um, 
giving you back the same Jamaican slangs that we have been yeah, known exposed for to years. for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the culture vulturing because I mean, even Drake, <laughs> Jesus, even Drake, when he bought out this album, I think it's called More Life. More Life. And there's no, like, like, throughout the entire album, you listen to this album, I, I, that's one of, I like that album, I don't, mm. but throughout the entire album, it's so much like um, Afro pop. Um, messaging in it. There's a lot of Jamaican slang yeah. in it. In fact, to me, there are a couple of tracks. That's one to me very Afro pop slash Jamaican. -y, and he trying to do it like he literally culture vulturing and stealing. When well, I was stealing, well, I wouldn't say he's stealing. Would, he, he he does give credit to it. That's what he said. That's what he says. So well, the in the last is, interview that he did. Well, I didn't even watch that. It was the long one, the long yeah, interview. Yeah, the long, really long. I need, to, I need to, like, watch that one. But the thing is, uh, what about him, or uh, what about America, American artists, I don't know if I particularly click to, is that there's a complete lack of features mm -hmm. for people who actually are here doing the music. Like, let me give you a good example. Like Marshall Mantano, right? Mm -hmm. Ma instead of Marshall Mantano, like, singing somebody else or do, trying to cop somebody else um, technique, he can just bring them on his track. Mm -hmm. You check what I mean? Because, I mean, he could probably do something like Bungie Galen and just like, you know, got like a kind of, that kind of hard ragga style in it. He could yeah. do it. I feel like he could do it. Right? But instead of doing that, he like, no, if I want to have a style similar, if this song requires that energy, I'm going to bring on Skinny Fabulous or Bungie Galen and just make that track. Like, he's, He's all about that kind of collaboration kind of vibes. Like yeah. if, if Marshall Mantano wanted to get a Kittishan sound, more likely than not, Marshall Mantano would say, look, we need to feature. Let's just feature a Kittishan artist. We can get his sound. We're going to be able to promote it. And then I would put my name on the track as well. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like that kind of symbiosis. But with Drake, the problem is, even with the popcorn thing that was unofficial, as far as I understand, may not correct me if I run. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, don't think it was a like, like, or it an was an authorized, let's just get together and do this. It was more like, I see opportunity, I could kind of, popcorn, I could push myself in this track and like, late explode and it became yeah. really popular. Mm -hmm. But Drake does not like, he doesn't come to Jamaica and say, hey, look, I want a feature with three of these men here. Not really. The most he did was when he had that song and he, he went to Jamaica to shoot the video. Uh -huh. It was a call again, man. You better find your love. Find, find your love. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. And he had oh, Movado man. in it. Uh -huh. But Movado ain't sing. Movado was just in it. Like, just like, and as a villain. Yeah, we just, uh, we just had a character part in it, that's all. Like acting role. Yeah, to make the you know, to make the Jamaicans watch it. Yo, my father is in this video, you know. I feel it was weird because, like, like in that track, if my father could have dropped a, a sixteen, yeah, he could have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he could have. I mean, it's like a really singy songy singy song. But like, man, you could you could remix the part, just give him an extra part. Like yeah. even in the video, he could have got like a little, even if he's eight bars, man, something. Like Daniel Caesar the other day brought out, he brought out a new song. Well, not a new song, it's a remix to Cyanide. Mm. Um, Coffee was on it. I don't know if you heard I that. I heard it yet. Yeah, it's, it's a remix. And so, like, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, pull the young lady on the track, let like, get some royalties from the track. 
You understand? Like, share these profits, make this thing work. Because, again, it's only for the development of music as a whole. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna collaborate, if you Shabba gonna say, look, listen, I got these tracks, and I want to collaborate with, Lil Wayne or whatever. Uh-huh. Lil Wayne come down here and spit something on this track. Lil Wayne pushed that beat in his circles. They're like, yo, I really like the vibes of this. Bam, this, they, they come back to, hey, let me see what else this producer does. Or yeah. you get into the industry where you know could produce for other artists who like that sound. Yeah, yeah. The uniqueness. That's how, that's how better music come. Like, if you don't end up in this kind of loop. Yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah. From one song gets a hit or one big popular artist sing on your beat, a lot of other artists going to want to know or want to get What's up? Uh, work from you. I mean, I'm just waiting for my turn. <laughs> <laughs> You're just waiting for the big artists to come. Tr- but like, like what, do, what, does, what does a producer do to get, like, because I'm not for an artist, it's, I don't know if it's easier. Uh-huh. Like, if you have a song that you sang, like you actually on the track singing, like it's probably like easier to say to, if Marshall in front of you, like, Marshall, like, listen, I don't do this thing. You could hear me on this track. Like, as a music producer, how do you promote yourself toward, like, big artists? Or, like, how do you get to that space? Is it the same? Um, usually, you have to talk to the people that are good with the artists. It's not... It's very... I think it's very weird where the producer actually talks directly to the artist. Mm. It's like the producer probably talks to the, a friend of the artist or somebody that's influential to the artist. Mm. So the, the person will say, yo, I got this guy. I met this guy. He's really good. I want you to check out this stuff. Mm. And then because Marshall has this, this respect for this guy, he, he would um, take it into consideration and check it out. Mm-hmm. I feel like what he sees, he yeah. just... Yeah, if you like, he like what, what he, he hears. Mm. He's like, okay, uh, let's do something. But then, do you do you like do you have like a catalog that you 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 could just like shove off there and like have the I mean you have your website yeah I have a catalog and the catalog is on the website so people just go to the website you can listen wherever you want yeah um I would depends on what the case is I would just give them a pen drive and it's just that easy yeah you ever had anybody like steal your music mm, once or twice that I could remember but if it happens I wouldn't know I, d- I don't know because you know it's on YouTube so somebody in some strange country could probably take it and use it but my tags are in it mm-hmm. so they would hear my tags in the background but then what do you do like I mean what what is it is, is it they can't they won't be able to make any money off of it because um first they have to have the contract signed Mm-hmm. And YouTube does this thing where you copyright this copyright thing. If YouTube picks up that that music already exists, they would basically alert them. Mm. Yeah, give them a copyright flag. Let me ask you this: I, I, the other day, like I went, I went looking. I was on YouTube. I was the art of the remix. I think that was the name of the video. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that. With all of the copywriting, because right you now people like get sued left, right, and center for like every single infringement. Like even if it's a hint of an infringement, like do you think not being able to take like like essences or like 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 influences 
from older pieces of music to create new pieces? Do you think that limits the industry? I mean, you could use it. You just have to ask for permission. Usually, asking for permission comes with a check. And, <laughs> and that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. Like, like, isn't it prohibitive? Because, I mean, like, say you had a Marvin Gaye sample and you wanted to make something new from it. You know what I mean? Like, you, you literally have this sample. It's like, I don't know, whatever. And, and it's like, this is going to make, this is going to be the base to make, to create a, a ridiculous being. I mean, if you're not actually actively making money from it, I don't think you'll get into any trouble. But if you're making money, if it's generating income or revenue, then that's where the real problem is going to happen. Because they're going to be like, yo, piece of that's supposed to be mine. Mm. Yeah. And then that's where the loss will come through. 100. But then what I'm saying is this. Like, do you think, like, because... You, I don't know if you remember the Robin Thicke situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, the, the thing is, I don't know if they, they necessarily sampled Marvin Gaye, but it's just that the card progression... Card progression. Was sim- like, do you think there's something unethical? Uh, let me just share what I think. I think it's unethical to try to copyright a card progression. Like, it's, to me, it's weird. Like, the notes on a keyboard are the notes on a keyboard. I'm not saying, like... And, again, it's, it's funny because if, you, if you're ripping off something, you know, verbatim, like, you know, like if, if Katy Perry made a song, uh, you know, Roar or something, right? Mm-hmm. And you literally could hear the melody of Roar in the background Didn't of your song. Did she get in trouble with that as well? I think she did. Yeah, she got... Yeah, she had to Everybody play. Everybody get in trouble with Chavez. It's crazy. <laughs> Everybody know in, in court. Everybody, I think Aria, Aria Ariana Grande has a case. As exactly, well. she has one. Um, what's she name? Uh, the, the girl who sing Wrecking Ball, Miley Cyrus, yeah. has a few, right? Okay. But anyway, I'm saying is yeah. like a card progression. Like it, the melody, I understand. But like if you're going from dan 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 dan, and you make a change dan 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 dan, like like you can't. How do you copyright that? You you cannot. How do you copyright? An A minor to an F major. To an A minor again. Hey, that ain't weird. Boy, that's, that's a question for the music scientists that they, they usually have for those law cases. Because, I mean, sometimes I don't even understand it myself. It's like, wow. I got to be careful, boy. <laughs> but, that's not, but the thing is, that's weird because it's like, are you careful with what? You are the product of all the experiences and all the music you've ever yeah. heard. Like, I mean, I'm not saying go and rip, like literally sample somebody's music and just drop it in your song and say, well, well, hell be to it. Let's just do this. But I'm saying like, you're going to be mixing and remixing a bunch of different influences. I guess the wider your mm-hmm. influences, the wider you, you, you know, your catalog for what you could actually produce. That sounds new. Yeah. But, I guarantee you don't use a Marvin Gaye progression. Probably. I mean, I can tell you that um, I've used, I've been influenced by some chord progressions that I heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked it. So, mm, okay. I like this. it. Let me use this and see what come up with it. I've done that before. I but mean, sometimes when you go looking for inspiration for a new beat, it's like, okay, let me go back to the list of songs that I liked. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I remember this pro- progression. I like it. Let me mimic it and see, see where you could go. Yeah, 
But then if you could get charged for that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could get you could get charged for that. No, like, you can't be. Oh, you're playing toy, you're toy, you're toying, to toying. You know, like, even if you make. And the thing is, what would get me is, um, what he named had a very interesting case. Um, his name again, uh, guitar Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. had a very yeah. interesting case because it's it's the same thing I'm saying. They're saying no that this card progression. Uh-huh. You cannot use it and make money off of it. How could you tell me as a musician that this card progression? I'm not talking about it's not even like he ripped off like the melody, like he didn't like play the notes them in the same exact way. It was a, it was literally a few notes under his fingers moving in a way. Uh-huh. You can how do you copyright a card progression? And it's like the people who were suing him did not come up with that card progression. That card progression had been around forever. Nobody even could claim it. You, you check what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a diminished card, you, you can't say like, oh, a diminished is mine. <laughs> it's not. Wow. Uh, I mean... <laughs> it's weird. It, it is very mind-boggling. It's like, wow, man. I just hope <laughs> I ain't get into any trouble like that. Because Sorry. the thing is, they're not going, they're not even coming after you for what's for just what you. So say say you have Chavez Shabo Productions, big song. Mm. You Marshall Mantano and I don't know. Let's call somebody and Ariana Grande. Let's just make it let's make it sexy, right? Yeah, yeah. So you producing a track for Marshall Montano and Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. And you've produced like the hell out of this beat. This beat is sick. This is like the perfect fusion of soca, R&B, Afro pop, everything. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's a thing of magic. And a year has transpired. This thing done reach number one, done come off of number one, done anywhere down, or whatever the case is, right? You done sell albums, you don't make your royalties, Champ Productions now number one. Your multi-million dollar producer now, right? And these guys come and say, well, we feel like this track don't make enough money. It's time to go to court. Because they don't hit them in the beginning. In the beginning. They lay, they, it's like the most sharkish thing. Let it blood spill. Uh-huh. And then we're going to just like, when you reach your point when they're weak, we attack them, right? It's crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's like a vampire, right? And then they come at you now when you don't make your money and they say, we want $15 million. And no matter what you've done so far, you now have to come up with $50 million. You ain't make $50 million from this thing. You maybe make five, but they want yeah. 15. You see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. And not just 15, they want $50 million. And anything after this, the reality is them splitting down the back. They want some of your money. You see what I'm saying? It becomes yeah. weird because they could they could destroy you. Destroy you. Uh, send you poor. So exactly. This, they, they might make, put you in a worse situation than you were before you start. You might just be like, the worst thing that happened to me was creating this beat for Marshall Montana featuring Ariana Grande. Yeah. It, it's just, I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't, the music industry is, is interesting because the creative process, it, it feels like you have to be so much more on your toes. I mean, God forbid, this is a segue, but like the Me Too movement is fine. Mm-hmm. You can't like, 
You can't just go around doing women whatever the hell you want nope. and believe that you're gonna. That's a human being. But we ain't talking about human being. We're talking about music, music. which is supposed to evolve. There's a break beat that um, techno people are using. I don't remember where it came from, but they just just use it. I don't know. I guess when it comes to drums, there is no problem. But when it comes to actual melodies, progressions, that's when you normally hear about this problem. It's up in arms. How dare you? How dare you take my riff? That was mine. I was the genius that created that, put that into existence. <laughs> and then you hear about these artists too, is that, um, no, this, this melody existed before way you. before you. Long before. Yeah, it's like, oh boy. But you just were, you were the only person to, to copyright it. Uh, not copyright it, you're the one to trademark it. Trademark it or something like that, yeah. It's like Disney and Mickey Mouse. Like Mickey Mouse is supposed to be in the public realm by now, so anybody could really make a story about Mickey Mouse. But Disney is like, oh hell no. You ain't using Mickey Mouse to do nothing. So they like, and, and the thing is, because they're such a big company, mm -hmm. like legal battles, they would broke you before you you make a dent. Like we'll be caught up in 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 in, in legal affairs for years. Yes. And who's gonna be paying a, a, for years and you ain't even know if you're gonna win this case? Like after a while, it just don't make any sense. They don't want to settle with you because they don't have to. You never gain Mickey Mouse Chavez. Never. Mickey Mouse is ours. And when I say ours, I mean Disney. Mo ha 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 ha. But again, it's the same thing. But music is different. Like music, there, there is, there are certain cards that that sound good to the human ear yeah. when they're played together. Naturally and so, yeah, naturally, yeah. From what we've found. The, the piano you could give you maybe thousands and thousands, maybe even millions of different melodies, mm -hmm. but in terms of card progression, there is a there is a finite limit of card progressions. As far as I understand. Yeah, there's a finite limit. You only have a scale of how much keys in, in a in an octave? Twelve. You have twelve keys in an octave. <laughs> you got 12 keys in an octave. Even if you play on a different octave in a different register, it's still the same, same card. Thing. Yeah, you just higher. It's just higher, Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, could got like, like serious emotional impact. Like, I mean, playing bass notes compared to playing um, um, like higher notes or whatever could give you a different feeling. Mm -hmm. But it's really the same card. Suppose somebody said, well, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You know, B major and just go straight into to C major. No, that's my thing. That sounds like my song. Yeah, but it can sound like your song, like because a hundred songs sounds. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's, it, it's just, mean, it's just a lot, interesting. A lot of the pop songs them sound alike. The same. <laughs> alike? The yeah. same. Is there just specific formula for pop? So... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Even Christmas songs. There's like this, this kind of ching chili sound. The, the, the bells. The bells. Like you got this kind of bell in it. When you hear the bell, you know it's a Christmas, Christmas song. song. Yeah, right ching off the bat. Ching chong, ching chong, ching chong. So, so it's supposed somebody come up and say like, hey, look, we're trademarking that. That song is ours. Forever. And if you want to use it, then you have to pay for it. Well, that's if they're successful. Because I don't think they can trademark any and everything. You have to actually, the court has to agree, <laughs> basically. By these courts, these courts agree to things they can't believe. 
Like some of these lawsuits, like I, I when I the Robin Thicke one, I think is what opened my eyes. When I heard his song, and I heard the original song that we're contesting, I'm like, come on, man, really? Like, like really? Yeah. Like this is this ain't a stretch. This ain't a stretch to y'all. Y'all really come after these people for this for sure? <laughs> really? And it's just been the same thing over and over and over again. Like. In that the same case, some cases are way like ah oh, like, yeah you stole that like nah this is you 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 willfully do this you thought nobody would know because they're from Jamaica or whatever mm. but yeah you did this for sure but like some songs is like no man this is this is a new production like I could understand their similar cards or whatever their similar sounds but like this is a new song new song a new, mean, direction. new direction new direction new sound new person singing over it tempo different different completely <laughs> slow right down uh, that was a hard one for me too I was like wow wow and the, again this is something that he, I, I think that they finished they didn't I don't know if they won but it did go to a settlement which means that I think so yeah they won the, the Marvin Gaye State won yeah yeah, they they won. Mm-hmm. Oh crap, they did win. Yeah, they win. So they win. They so now they set precedent, and now everybody is like suing. Like that song, like my song. I don't slide down to sixty BPM, and you see song like my song. It's like I got slide down to sixty BPM to get a hint that this song like your song. Mm-hmm. But you would almost feel like if you slide on any song to sixty BPM, you're gonna sound like something else. Yeah. Could have happened. Could have happened. Oh man. So Chef is waiting. What is this? What's the future? What's the future for you? Like what what do you see um on the horizon for Sync and, and our budding industry? Because I mean I think we have some problems. But what do you think is gonna happen? Um I mean it's still to me it's still in its infant stage. Uh, maybe the toddler stage. I think when I started, it was probably infant, but it's, I think it's more in the toddler. We kind of, we, we crawling and we kind of getting up and falling back down. Mm. But, um... What is that? Uh, what are we falling down with? Like, why, why are we not, like, older, further along? I think it's to get everybody on the same page, especially the people in the position of power, the figureheads, to be on the same page and to agree and to put um, some attention and energy into making it happen and seeing the benefits. Because, uh, I mean, entertainment on a whole provides a lot of jobs, income, and revenue. Of course. Um, one of my goals is to build a commercial studio. Mm. So that um, big artists, you know, the big artists from all over the world, they tend to go to rem- different remote islands when they're working on music because they want a different atmosphere. They feel. want to make something new. Mm-hmm. So they, they have to go to a different place yeah. f- to feel a different vibe. Mm. So I'm, I'm saying, well, if we could get a commercial studio here mm. and have these artists know, yeah, we have a studio here that you could come to and get a different vibes and work on music. That just bring revenue into the country, because mm-hmm. these same artists here who might come and like see this condo cross frigate, being like, "Wow, I gotta buy that." Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a sale. That's a sale. 
I mean, some of these artists might love it here so much, they want to come back every year or something for vacation or bring their family, tell their friends. I mean, that's just more... It helps the tourism product yeah, as well. It's I more think. revenue. Yeah, so <coughs> that's one way. I mean, they could also network with some of the artists here. Which is why I think in 100%. Yeah, I mean, some of the artists, once they have that good business background in place and they have the proper work ethic, they could always... I, I could I foresee that some of these could lead to coll- collaborations with some of the more established artists. Yeah. Uh, Does the government invest enough money in this? No. I don't think the government believes in it. Mm. Strong words, man. Strong words. But again, it's, I guess it's coming from experience. They don't be- I don't think the government believes in it. I mean, remember <coughs> the ones at the top, there are the all the folks that believes in you know you have to have a degree you have to be a doctor a lawyer mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. they're not really in the creative mind um they don't i don't think they believe in that making money from entertainment or the creative industry at least it doesn't appeal so appear so to me mm. yeah so but what could they do i mean in terms of like investment like what could they do to help the industry in your opinion? Well, for one, they could have workshops here on the island, invite all the artists, mm-hmm. um, bring in some industry professionals to educate the artists here, the music creators, the producers, engineers, musicians, because I'm sure a lot of people would love to take the music career to a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, with all the investment they don't give into and all these years. And all these years because after a certain period of time and you realize you're just saying mm-hmm. making ends meet, you might just give up and just do something else. Which I think happens really regularly. Yeah. Like, like really, really, really. Like, it's like we want to produce music but like we also want to eat yeah so it's just like the conflict is always do i produce this music do i give up everything do i like 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 who has gone before me to do this like it's it it it, it likes it's never been done yes, there ain't no real blueprint for how to get it done like i mean even in in barbados i think i mean rihanna is probably like a very interesting case that might be one, an, an anomaly. Yes, it might be. She might be more of an anomaly than than anything. Not, I don't think what she did is uh, could be seen as a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um, more or less, just wow, this actually happened. I, again, it, it's weird, and and I, I try to understand it from both sides because, like, from the government side, it's like, how do we make revenue from this? Like, we understand, like, we could get you guys to make money. Mm-hmm. But then, as a government, like how do we how do we create a revenue stream from this? And by no means do I think that anything everything the government does has a revenue stream whatsoever, <laughs> because the biggest employer of people on this island is still the government. It's still the government, right? And 
the government doesn't have a lot of industries that produce any revenue at all. Mm -hmm. Social services don't produce money. They spend money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the hospital doesn't make a profit. No. But it offers a critical and necessary service. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're looking at music. If we give if we give these music if we give the music industry, if we create an industry and we give it five hundred million dollars, can we make six hundred million dollars from it? Probably. Maybe not right away, but over time. Because, I mean, all it takes is just one artist to blow up big. And just and this, that particular artist wouldn't just naturally give back to home. Come like, like the Akon complex? Something like that. Are you locked them into a contract where they have to? It's or like from your first million, we're taking 600,000? Or something like <laughs> that's that. That's terrible. If that's if really vulturish. That's a that's terrible deal. If the government has to, I mean, just make it fair. At least make it equitable yeah but i don't know it's weird it, like when i look at music like i think I, i'm not sure what politically and i'm not talking about permanent labor but just in terms of how our social structure work why is it that we have good music here mm -hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't produce the kind of like attention like it doesn't it doesn't produce that kind of interest that it should like what's stopping it from going from you know Rukus Echi saying hey look I got this beautiful song to this is something that's making waves in the Caribbean mm -hmm. like why is it the other day somebody <laughs> was telling me that Private Ryan has a whole section like a section of his mix dedicated to certain islands like you know St. Lucia or whatever oh he does? Uh, yeah like the, the person I, th I think it's St. Lucia I think it's St. Lucia he said I mm -hmm. might be wrong don't quote me but he was saying that this island, no, it was, I think it was Dominica. Dominica, okay. But the people weren't speaking English. Oh, okay. They were talking, they were singing in Patwa. So literally, you can't understand nothing they're saying. But there's a whole, like, four or five songs in succession mm -hmm. that have this, but yet in the mix, there's no succession of songs from St. Kitts. There's no, like, hey, look, we got this song from this artist. These four artists, these songs back to back, five artists back to back are from St. Kitts. In fact, like within the Private Ryan mix, if you find one Kittishan song, you found a lot of songs. But yet, Private Ryan has been here multiple times. Yeah, that's How true. are and we dropping the ball and that to this level? We literally have paid him money. That's and I would assume you would have heard our music while he was here. <laughs> At some point. But the thing is, again, it, it's like, it's almost, and I'm going to criticize with hopes that something is done about it. Uh -huh. When artists come here for big festivals, because we have, by, it's more than a music festival now. There's a lot of different fets. Yeah. And they, they, they bring in entertainment from away. They bring in foreign entertainment. When you bring these guys in, maybe we don't pay them enough, maybe that's it. But when we bring these guys in, why is it that they're not connecting and networking with our artists here to produce more collaborations that could benefit this industry here? Because if we're paying them money, then where the money coming from if we're making the money? You, you check what I'm saying? Like if you as an artist, if you as a producer blow up as Chabo Productions, bam, big hit, number one hit, Six number one hits back to back to back. 
You mm. check what I mean? Like, that brings attention to us. Yeah. Like, Akon, <laughs> Akon, Kid, and right now, what is this guy named by? From Africa. What is his name? From Nigeria. Which one? Davido, there is. Davido, there's the other guy. He sang on the Be Honest track with um, Georgia Smith. What is his name again? Can't remember his name right now. Can't remember his name right now. Can't remember his name right now. Um, and these guys, right? Uh-huh. But they paved the way for people to start to take African music seriously. Yeah. Like, Afropop is like all inclusive music now. You could almost sing anything on it. Mm-hmm. Anything. Anything. You could go from dance hall, you could, you could sing rap, R&B. I don't even know. Maybe one of these days they're going to probably sing country. I think it's possible. But what I'm saying is, like, they, they pioneered because of their um, popularity, right? Uh-huh. They created a bigger industry in, in their own country, in, in their own place. And waves, like... I am wondering to myself, why is it that we're not looking at the world like that? Because music is more than just like, let's just sing a song and 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 hidey ho, you know? Yes, music is is life. But it's it's. But the thing is, even on a that's true. <laughs> even on a and even on a business level, it's more than just life because. It's, it's, it's more than just producing an album. It's having music that could be used for multiple things. Multiple Movies things. need music. Mm-hmm. Shows need music. These are all checks. These and are all checks. And that's one of the issues I have here. People don't see those opportunities. I don't know why. Is it ignorance? It's ignorance because I think, I think we, 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 we locked in. I think we are locked in generally with um, the, the concept of selling land and mm-hmm. housing. Mm. We have a very small island. I'm not saying yeah. it's not that we can't make money from housing and land. And all. Of course we can. But there's, that's a finite thing. You could yeah. make music for the rest of your yeah. life. Like you could create an industry that perpetuates growth forever mm-hmm. and all time with, with just some investment. As you say, you, you were talking about like um, workshops and bringing people here who know how it works. And educating people. That's, why is that not happening? I mean, it's, it's happening slowly but surely through mm. Echo, Grace and them. They're working hard. And but Echo is, not a, Echo, Echo is not a government No, thing. it's a private. It's, yeah. Uh, but they're working hard. Very. Very, very, very hard to make these um, things happen, these workshops happen. Um, I guess with the help of some partner in the OECS, I don't even remember exactly which organization, but yeah, they are on a mission to educate the people in St. Kitts. Mm-hmm. And I went to the music talk on Thursday and I didn't really see, I didn't see... Like the representation? The, rep- from the rep- representation from the local artists in St. Kitts. What? It was more... Let's say musicians, guys who are more on the business side of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't see any, maybe one or two artists and a few producers were there. Um, but I, I didn't see any local artists. Because, I mean, this information is important. 
It is. To, to know about copyrights, to know about your rights in general, you need to know. And you need to get involved. I mean, this fight is for everybody. It's not just for one set of people. It's for yeah. everybody to benefit. I don't know if they see it that way or if they just don't care or if they just don't look further ahead into the future. Bye. You see, the thing is, popularity is a strong thing here, Chavez. Popularity, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear it. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> an electronic song, when I do it for the fame, when I do it for the likes. <laughs> I do it for the love, man, do it for the likes. Yeah, because if I was doing it for the likes, I don't even think I would have the kind of equipment that I have now. Mm. You'd have just stop at the a minimum. Yeah. But these artists, you don't feel, do, do they do it? Do you feel them doing it for the love? And when I say these artists, there are a lot of younger artists. To me, like, music is more accessible than ever before. I, mean, I mm. feel like we got more artists now than we've ever, ever had. We have a lot, and a lot of producers as well. Uh, tons of artists, tons of producers. I'm hearing about new producers almost every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, some some of the stuff that I hear from these guys, I was like, Shh, crap, <laughs> these guys way better than when I was started out. I was like, damn, what these guys get these <laughs> sounds from? Learning curve is no. You just eat. I don't know if it's very. I think it's uh, yeah. It's a lot easier to make beats now. A lot, a lot easier. And also, to the, the, you have more points of reference because, like, you have YouTube. You could literally sit down YouTube. for three months. And yeah, and really get to some proficient level. Yeah, back then it was no YouTube. We just had to figure out the software. And, you're and, you, and it, some of them things was like puzzles, man. Like a jigsaw you puzzle. Just, you, didn't, you didn't understand what is a mixer. You didn't understand the pitch knob, really. Nope. You didn't understand the panning too much. You're like, okay, I mean, turning the panning. Maybe really like how the, the sound is coming on the left. Yeah, no, no it's kind of confusing. Yeah, <laughs> just so put you, it back in the center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you don't you don't know what happening. I remember yeah. the first time I saw Reason, I was like, what the hell is this? I never... I'm, yeah, like, Reason was... Like, what is and, this? This is like plugging up. So I got to plug, plug up, up something? Yeah, I was like... Uh, this is weird. Like, Fruity Loops was so much more like, okay, yeah. I put something there and it makes a sound. And, and that's it. But like, Reason was like, logic towards like, what the... <laughs> What is this? I but think I think when I saw when I saw them pieces of software, I just completely like gave up. I was like, I mean, I, I eventually got accustomed to reason. Then um, I moved on to logic. And then logic was like the goat at the time. I mean, I was like, wow, logic makes things so much easier. Oh wow! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and then. <clears throat> I mean, I still use Logic from time to time, but I'm using the machine, the Native Instruments machine software now to make my beats. Mm. It's a lot easier for me. I mastered it, really. Mm. So uh, I'm quick on it. But then there, is that like you, you use more MIDI controls on that level? Yeah, more yeah. MIDI controls. Because, yeah. I mean, that's the most organic way, right? Mm. You could literally hear the force feedback. You could hear it one time. Yeah. You could even program the MIDI to make the sound that you want. Yeah, it's, just, it's just a lot easier. A lot easier now. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I really, like, I'm really impressed so far. I'll say this um, with some of the musicians, with a lot of the, the artists, the younger artists, like, you're a digital, you're a workers' age. The other day I did this thing and I had to use some of the music. 
Um, of course, they asked him permission because I wasn't in, yes, in nonsense. Please do, please do. Yeah, you got you got to touch base with these artists because you can't just take up the music. Nope. Um, and I think that's the one thing too. It's you see, the, 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 I think familiarity to breed contempt because we know these people, mm. and it's, it's it's like you need to break out of I know you. That means I could. Mm. That's not how it works. This they invest a lot of money in the music. They don't do invest a lot of time in the music, and it takes a lot of years sometimes to master a sound. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of trial and error. It's it's just it's not an investment. So like they should be paid for the investment. Yeah. I think it's only fear. Some like, sort of compensation at least. You don't get architect building houses and saying here you go have this plan for free. <laughs> you check. Well, it's just it, we don't treat. And I think you, you know what it is. I don't think people see it as the business that it is. People see it as like a hobby. Yeah, yeah, that's what. A lot of people see it as. So it's a lack of respect for this person as a business owner, a business uh, operator, an, entrepreneur, a, entrepreneur, a, a talent, mm. somebody who actually invests time and money into their craft yeah. because it is. You just take the music for granted. Or like, And I think the culture had kind of created that sort of mentality because every year um, these bands would bring out songs and music and you're just like, yeah. You just assume that it's easy to produce this music and a whole album. Like these guys wasn't even like producing like two, three songs to go on. They, they were producing an entire album. album every single year. And you're like, okay, it gotta be easy to do this then. And it's not. <laughs> we, we just, it's, it's, nothing could be further from the truth. You're sitting in a whole studio and crank out 11 tracks. A difficult process, expensive could be by and it could be at a loss and you see and that's the problem like these bands did this uh, they did something that was amazing and consistent mm-hmm. and people took it for granted people didn't buy the, the cds, the CDs. You, you know cds went out so it's like no how do i make money from this now it's weird it's like you're in a kind of weird cross like technology is going beyond and you don't have a way for you to kind of like make money from this and like, it's difficult it's difficult. Nobody's buying the seeds because nobody has city players anymore. True. So now, how do you make money? Like, you have to do endorsements. You have to do the... And that's a lot of work. And, uh, well, I know New Vibes put their stuff on iTunes last season. Mm-hmm. So, that's one way. That's one way, yeah. But iTunes takes some of the money. So, that's... Uh, uh, that's interesting. But again, at least they have a way to digitally transmit mm-hmm. music. You could buy the music at any point and i mean it also is also a good thing for the nationals overseas oh yeah because i know that at one point they used to have to send cities overseas, overseas. for mm-hmm. people who wanted so the nationals have access now on itunes yeah so buy they will purchase them on itunes or stream them on itunes i would love to see like us having our own streaming app for the caribbean it could uh, be for the Caribbean, it could be for Saint Kitts, like just so that more of the 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 royalties and the money and the plays and all of that, instead of going, because I mean, if you go to Spotify, you're making what zero point zero 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 two five cents per play, or some low low number. Yeah, it's a really low figure. It's tiny. tiny. Like, you have to be up in the hundred thousand streams in order to make a. I uh, see some sort of good income. Uh, it's, yeah, sometimes in the millions, right? But like in our for our community, that's going to be nearly impossible. 
Even if you had everybody in sync, it's listening to this one song mm. once, 40,000, 35,000 plays, at that time you make, what, $350? Like, that's not, that's not, that's nothing. Like, nobody got paid there. Like, that went straight into the, that ain't even in the recording. That, like, like, that's, like, that's nothing. <laughs> that's like a thousand easy. What? So each of us get like five dollars. No, you ain't getting that. They're going back into the equipment. There's nothing. <laughs> and 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 that's what, that's the thing is like if if you live in, in if you live in a place where it has like a small amount of people, things usually get more expensive mm-hmm. because there's not as much business or not as much clients or not as much customers. So it's like it's like going to St. Bats. Like St. Bats is ridiculously expensive, but there are only like five thousand people on the island. Mm. So, I mean, if you're going to bring in food, it's going to be really expensive per person. You check what I mean? Mm. It's like you're not getting a big discount for bringing in 16 pounds of potatoes. But if you bring in 160,000 pounds of potatoes, they're next to dirt. They're cheap. Mm. If you bring in 16 pounds of potatoes, each pound of potatoes, the boat still got to go the same distance. Mm -hmm. So, you got to pay for that. And you can't hide any cost in that. You gain everything. You gain the the full 100%. And it's the same thing in saying it's, it's, it's If you're selling music, you're not going to sell 35,000 albums. Nope. Not even close. You might sell, if you do really well, maybe maybe 500. Maybe 500. I would even, re- let me reach and say maybe you sell 1,000, right? And that's really, really reaching. That's yeah. like saying, God, this is like, this is amazing sales. That's stretching it because you buy a CD... Your bridging and say, well, give me a copy of the CD, then, man. And he put it on his computer and that's the end of that. Yeah, and then he put it on his phone and then he WhatsApp it to he girl. He girl and like, anybody got you could go in a group chat. Anybody got a new new vibe song? Bam is deal, bam in your face. I did not do that. <laughs> I'll just make sure that I haven't even I, anyway, me and on. But just I, I haven't done that. Um yeah. but I'm just saying it's like it's it's difficult. It's difficult. And even in sync, it's like people just got find really creative ways to make money because of that same limitation. And it's mm-hmm. not, again, it's not something insurmountable. You could do it, but it just takes some imagination to do it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Shaf, is there any last thoughts? <coughs> well, um, my last thought for all the producers out there in St. Kitts and Nevis, keep on putting in those 10,000 hours. 10,000 um, hours. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't give up. Uh, one day, one day, gonna be your turn to shine. Uh, you know. Uh, be prepared. Get your stuff online. Do not have your stuff there on your hard drive sitting down. Put them online. The next biggest star might find your stuff. Like it, fly out, and y'all start working. You never know. Everything is possible in this day and age. Bye. I mean. Zero to a hundred culture. Yeah. And everything could happen real quick. Just put in the work. Don't give up. Stay positive. And do you. Be yourself. Do what you like to do. And keep the passion burning. Um, man. Just don't give up. Chavez, I think you should go on radio and like do DJ stuff. Like every now and then, you just just gone. You, maybe you, you we call you like the midnight special. Mm, not a bad idea. You'd be like, 
Hey guys, welcome to uh, Midnight Special Radio. Right now we're about to play this sexy tune from um, <laughs> Infamous. Uh, <laughs> don't cry at night, don't cry at night. Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Chavez is Oh my God. Okay, Chavez. Man, thank you 100% for being here, man. I really appreciate it for you shedding some light. Um, felt like very honest, you know, coming from me by Shabo. Chabo yeah. Productions. I must. I, I want to thank you for the opportunity. It's not. It's very rare that I get to talk about my passion. Anything. Anything at all. Oh snap! Shout out to God. Bring a radio. I serious. You know, you need to go on radio with that voice, Chad. You need to like, hey guys, I need to get this uh, midnight special job. I'm up, <laughs> unopened. And then you could push. You could push Kitisha music in there. That means we gotta mm. produce more. Like, we gotta produce some soul music because yeah. it's gonna be difficult if you go from. Hey guys, welcome to the midnight special. To it's like, what is this at one o'clock in the morning? morning? Yeah, I mean, okay. Oh, need to smooth this down. You know, they need to talk to Dijon. Dijon, like, like, just give us a couple songs that we could put on rotate. Yeah, yeah. For all the ladies and gents out there, you know, if you're up, the radio is on. <laughs> Let me set the mood for you right now with some. Brand new digital. Hi, Chavez. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, guys, you've been listening to Objective Incorrect. Thank, thank you, Shabo. Um, yeah. sh- make sure to check out ChaboProductions.com. Chavez has his whole portfolio on there. Well, not the whole, because he's done some exclusive stuff for some artists. Yes, yes. Yeah, but he has a portfolio on there to check out. I'm going to check it out. I have to check it out because I might need to license some stuff. Um, coming up better to give to your local guys than to give to those other guys uh-huh. all of them is just other guys yeah. um, but guys thank you so much for listening I'm Stephen Smith and as usual peace no gang signs guys take it easy <laughs>